0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Monday, November 20th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Today in Riverside, the Mercury will read a balmy high of 73.4 degrees with a comfortable low of 57.1 to round off the night. Now, turning to the headlines we'll be diving into. First, We'll explore a growing rift within the U.S. State Department, where a number of federal employees are voicing their dissent over America's support for Israel. We'll analyze what's driving this unprecedented pushback and how it might affect future foreign policy. Then, commuters breathe a sigh of relief as the Los Angeles Freeway, previously shut due to an arson fire, is set to reopen just in time for rush hour we will bring you the latest updates and what this means for the traffic flow in the city. And in tech news, OpenAI is facing a surprising shakeup. CEO Sam Altman and co-founder Greg Brockman have been removed from the board, triggering a wave of anger and concern within the AI community. Stay with us for an in-depth look at the implications of this move on the future of artificial intelligence. These stories and more are coming up on Alex's News, where we keep you connected with the pulse of the day. There's an unusual stir among federal employees that's catching the nation's attention, with implications that could go beyond the immediate controversies. Our top story today focuses on federal workers, including those at the State Department, who are publicly voicing dissent over U.S. support for Israel amid the recent Israel-Hamas conflict. To unpack this story, we're joined by our correspondent Ethan. Ethan, can you give us a sense of what's happening?
1: Certainly, Grace. What we're witnessing is a marked departure from the norm within the federal workforce. Historically, channels for dissent exist, especially in the State Department, but they are classified and handle issues away from the public eye. What's different now is the very public nature of the protests we're seeing. Federal employees are signing multi-agency open letters and even organizing protests to express their concern over America's stance on the conflict between Israel and Hamas.
0: That does sound out of the ordinary. Can you delve into the key elements of this dissent and what it signifies?
1: Yes. The heart of the issue is a growing sentiment within the federal workforce that there ought to be a balance that better reflects the changing public opinion on U.S. support for Israel. This is quite significant given these employees traditionally work behind the scenes. The multi-agency letters, which remain anonymous, signal a shift in internal dynamics, where more employees are willing to engage in controversial discourse, aligning with broader protests we're seeing nationwide, from the streets to college campuses.
0: This certainly highlights a shift in the workforce demographics too, correct?
1: Absolutely. The diversity within the federal workforce, including an increase in appointees with Muslim and Arab heritage, brings in a mix of perspectives, particularly on Middle Eastern conflicts. Their voices are contributing to this evolving dialogue within federal agencies, which is a reflection of the broader shifts in American society.
0: Ethan what are the potential implications of such public dissent for the agencies themselves and U.S. foreign policy?
1: It's a complex situation. On the one hand, this kind of public dissent could lead to concerns about the disruption of government functionality and agency cohesion. On the other hand, Secretary of State Antony Blinken has welcomed the dissent, noting that differing opinions within the State Department are valuable. The real question is how this internal opposition will influence the consistency and cohesion of U.S. foreign policy especially as America's role in world affairs continues to evolve with these new societal dynamics.
0: With these developments, are there any concerns about the career repercussions for those who have chosen to speak out?
1: That's an important aspect of this story. The anonymity of the open letters suggests that federal employees are cognizant of protecting their careers. By raising their voices without revealing identities, they deliver a message while also mitigating personal risk. It's a delicate balance between professional obligations and personal convictions.
0: It's certainly a story with far-reaching implications and one we will continue to follow closely. Thank you for that comprehensive report, Ethan. Now on to our next story. The City of Angels has had a tough go of it with traffic recently, what with an arson fire severely damaging a critical section of Interstate 10. To give us a deeper understanding of what's happening and what it means for commuters in Los Angeles, we have our reporter Chloe with the latest. Chloe,
2: can you fill us in on what's going on? Of course, Grace. This all started over a week ago, on November 11th, when a fire broke out underneath a section of the I-10 freeway, which is a key route near downtown LA. The authorities later found that flammable materials were being stored improperly, which fueled the flames. A pretty serious oversight there. Definitely.
0: Not something you expect right under an essential freeway. So, what's the current situation?
2: Well, the good news is that the freeway is set to reopen a day earlier than expected, just in time for Monday's rush hour. This is a major development since, initially, repairs were predicted to take three to five weeks. Thanks to the recent safety inspections confirming the bridge's stability, commuters are getting some much-needed relief.
0: Earlier than expected. That's somewhat unusual isn't it? Do we know what made this possible?
2: It is. It's likely due to an all-hands-on-deck approach, with repair crews working tirelessly to remove debris and make necessary structural repairs. The coordinated effort between state officials and federal support has also played a vital role. Speaking of support,
0: I understand there's a significant financial cost associated with these
2: repairs? That's correct. The estimated cost of the initial repairs amounts to about three million dollars The federal government is expected to cover this, which is a relief for state finances, especially given the broader conversation this incident has sparked about leasing land under freeways. It's fascinating that such an event could
0: lead to a policy re-evaluation. Could there be long-term implications for how land is used under these public infrastructures?
2: It's very much possible, Grace. This incident has certainly raised the question of whether the benefit of generating revenue from these leases outweighs the risks. There will likely be closer scrutiny and probably stricter controls moving forward to prevent such occurrences. Let's touch on the
0: community impact. The freeway closure must have had quite an influence on daily life there.
2: Absolutely, the I 10 is a bustling freeway, and with hundreds of thousands of commuters relying on it every day, the closure caused significant disruptions. It wasn't just drivers affected, 16 people experiencing homelessness were also relocated from an encampment near the freeway.
0: All heartening to hear they were given shelter. Can we expect any further disruptions, or is the freeway in the clear now?
2: It seems the major hurdles are behind us, but it's important to note that, as repairs continue, drivers could still face periodic closures in the weeks or months ahead. Authorities will no doubt be keen to finalize everything as smoothly as possible.
0: And lastly, Chloe, with the investigation ongoing, do we have any leads on who might be responsible for the fire?
2: The authorities are still working on it. They've released photos of a person of interest and are appealing to the public for any information. It serves as a reminder of how critical it is for residents to partake in keeping their communities safe.
0: As always, Chloe, we appreciate your thorough report on this. A sigh of relief for LA commuters, and perhaps a
2: wake-up call on infrastructure and safety. Thanks for breaking it down for us. Always glad to provide the insights, Grace. Thank you. Good evening. Here are some other headlines from today's news we
0: won't be covering in detail, but are important to note. 1. Javier Malay wins Argentina's presidency. Argentina faces a new direction under the leadership of the newly elected right wing populist, Javier Malay. With his victory at the polls, Malay has promised drastic changes and a new course for the South American nation signaling potential shifts in both domestic and international arenas. 2. Reactions to Rosalind Carter's death the passing of Rosalind Carter, a cherished former First Lady and global humanitarian, has sparked an outpouring of condolences and tributes. Her lifelong dedication to public service and advocacy, especially in mental health and human rights, leaves a legacy that has touched people across the world. 3. Gaza Hospital and Crossfire asterisk Increasing violence in Gaza has led to a dire scenario with a local hospital caught in the crossfire. The resulting chaos has forced the evacuation of newborns to Egypt and resulted in many injuries, exacerbating the ongoing humanitarian crisis in the region. This development has caused international concern as hostilities show no sign of abating. 4. Brand waste fueling Cambodia's brick kilns Asterisk concerns over environmental practices have surfaced as a report alleges that waste from global brands like Adidas and Walmart is being used to fuel brick kilns in Cambodia. This has cast a spotlight on issues surrounding corporate responsibility and the importance of sustainable environmental practices. 5. Zambia's Economic Challenge Zambia is facing economic headwinds, with its latest attempts to revitalize its economy hitting a snag due to objections from official creditors over a bond deal proposal. The country is striving to find sustainable solutions as it works through its financial restructuring efforts. These are the stories making headlines today, reflecting a snapshot of the deep changes and challenges unfolding across the globe. Stay tuned for more updates on these topics in our future programs. For our third story today, it seems there's been a major shakeup at the top levels of OpenAI, a leading artificial intelligence research lab. Ethan, you're our specialist correspondent on this matter. Could you give us an introduction to what's happening over there?
1: Absolutely, Grace. It's quite a dramatic situation at OpenAI. The company's board has ousted its former CEO Sam Altman, along with co-founder Greg Brockman. This decision has really rattled the AI community causing both inside and outside friction. Staff departures and investors have voiced their support for Altman, but as of now, he's set to spearhead a new advanced AI research team at Microsoft with Brockman.
0: Ethan, let's dig a little deeper into that story. What were the key factors behind Altman's departure and how has this affected the AI community?
1: Well, Grace, the specifics behind this board-level decision are still somewhat murky, but what we know from reports by the Washington Post, Bloomberg, and others, is that there was a tumultuous weekend of negotiations. There was a strong push from employees and investors to bring Altman back, but in the end, those talks broke down. This discontent has seen some key staff members quit, and it certainly struck a contentious chord within the broader AI community.
0: That does sound pretty intense. Now, OpenAI isn't just any company. Its mission involves working toward artificial general intelligence for the public good. Can you speculate on the potential consequences of this leadership upheaval, especially with such a specialized mission?
1: Of course, the mission of OpenAI is a significant one, and Altman was a major figure in the company's roadmap towards AGI. His departure has initiated a series of complex challenges for OpenAI, considering their dual for-profit and not-for-profit structure, Leadership plays a vital role in balancing these economic and management challenges. Altman was a key player, and without him, they may face difficulties in fundraising and continuing their progress toward AGI.
0: Interesting. Now, they've appointed Emmett Shear to step into the CEO role. Shear is known for his work with Twitch. But can you tell us more about why his selection might be contentious?
1: Shear's appointment is certainly stirring the pot, Grace. He's known for building Twitch into a massively successful platform, and his ties to the AI-skeptical effective altruism movement have raised some eyebrows. His selection feels, to some, like a direct rebuke to the investors who were campaigning for Altman's return. It also represents a different strategic direction for OpenAI, one that investors and the AI community are closely scrutinizing.
0: Given all these elements, What should we be watching for in the near future regarding OpenAI and the broader implications for AI research?
1: Well, the first thing to watch is how OpenAI will navigate their leadership transition and if Shear will be able to steer the company effectively towards its goals. We should look out for any new direction in their research and development. Also, OpenAI's relationship with Microsoft and how Altman's new role there might intersect with OpenAI's ambitions will be particularly intriguing. Finally, the reaction of the AI community and how this shakes up the competitive landscape could define the next era of AI development.
0: It's a lot to consider for sure. Leadership, strategy, and community dynamics all in flux. Ethan, thank you for lending your expertise to this complex story.
1: My pleasure, Grace. It'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.